"'Twas the flight before Christmas and all through the plain. "'Holiday travelers were going insane. "'A coach airplane seat was never meant to house a grown man and a squirming toddler. "'It's a stretch for a first-class seat. "'This, however, was just the situation I found myself in on Christmas Eve 2009. "'Having recently been laid off, I had opted for the cheapest flight I could find, "'which happened to be on the day before Christmas.' My wife couldn't get off work, and so this Christmas, it was just me and the little guy. Our plane was stuffed fuller than Santa's bag of toys, and none of the passengers looked like it was the most wonderful time of the year. My son was too young to understand that he wasn't supposed to pout or cry around Christmas time. Doubtless, some of the passengers wondered what I had done to deserve a fate worse than coal. Though his grandfather is a pilot, My son is not a natural in the air. His ears never pop. He always wants to be free to move about the cabin and doesn't understand when I have to put away his DVD player for takeoff and landing. Despite my son's aversion to flying, we made it through the first leg of our flight and reached our layover in Wisconsin. As soon as the doors opened, I grabbed everything and dashed off the plane, knowing that my window for catching our flight was slim. It turns out... I could have crawled to the gate backwards and still arrived in time. It might have put me on the TSA's naughty list, but then again, it might have also gotten me on YouTube. All around the airport, a fierce winter storm had turned the airport into a winter blunderland. This meant that instead of drawing closer, our departure time slipped further and further away, to the point that I didn't want to look at the arrival departure screens anymore for fear of bad news. It turns out that I hadn't factored in a six-hour layover when figuring the number of snacks to bring and how many of his favorite toys and diapers I should cram into the diaper bag. After the first hour or two, he had gone through a change of clothes, had eaten all of his snacks, had lost interest of his favorite toys at least twice, and was even starting to lose interest in the DVD player. Unsure what else to do, I strapped him in the umbrella stroller and zipped around the airport, thinking that a change of scenery would take our minds off our predicament. The little man remained unimpressed with the overpriced bookstores and fast-food chain restaurants. At the end of my rope, we parked by our gate and said a silent prayer for relief, and that I might actually reach my parents' house while the calendar still read December 24th. What happened next I can only describe as a Christmas miracle, though not in the typical Hollywood sense. No top-hatted snowmen came to life and offered to clear the runway. No shiny-nosed reindeer offered to guide our flight. And no one's heart grew three sizes that day to let us have their first-class seat. I glanced up, and what to my wondering eyes should appear, but a man I knew well who lived in the same town as my parents. He was stuck waiting for the same flight and had been wandering the airport alone. Though my situation remained the same, at that moment— Having someone to share it with made all the difference. He watched my son so I could take a solo trip to the restroom, found a few new things from his carry-on to keep my toddler's attention, and even bought us dinner. Many hours after its regularly scheduled takeoff, the flight before Christmas finally got underway, and with great relief, I settled into another tiny seat. Turns out, the long day had worn out my little guy— and as soon as we started moving, he laid his head down on my shoulder for a long winter's nap. Then, while he dreamed of sugar plums, 
I got what I really wanted for Christmas. A silent flight.